It's a podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hello, welcome to Sunday Stories. My name is Deacon Lorena, and I love to share good stories with you. Have you ever been in a place and wished you were somewhere else? It may feel like you will be stuck in this place forever. It is not a good feeling because you have no idea how long you will be there. It feels scary, doesn't it? In today's Gospel from St. John, there is a man named Lazarus who is in a place where he does not want to be. His family who loves him very much, does not want him to be there either. But he is buried in this place, and no one is happy, and everyone is sad and scared. Jesus is sad too. Suddenly, Jesus shouts, Lazarus, come out! And then, what a surprise! Slowly, Lazarus comes out of the dark place, into the light where his family, who loves him very much, gives him lots of hugs and kisses. Everyone is so happy. Lazarus and his family receive a gift, a surprise from Jesus, that brings them out of a dark place into a new and better place. The girl in today's story also receives a gift, a surprise, that brings her into a new and better place, too. Ada's Violin The Story of the Recycled Orchestra of Paraguay by Susan Hood Ada Rios grew up in a town made of trash. Every morning at dawn, Ada heard the first garbage trucks rumble and roll down the road to Catora. Beep, beep. Beep! Backing into the landfill, they tipped their loads up and up and crash. The trash came tumbling down, 1,500 tons each day. Ada and her friends watched as the Goncheros recyclers scrambled, tearing into plastic bags with long-handled hooks, pushing aside moldy produce and grabbing anything they could recycle or sell. The going rates? Five cents for a pound of cardboard, ten cents for a pound of plastic. This noisy, stinking, sweltering slum was not the most nurturing neighborhood. Ada watched eyes wide, but she didn't say much. And yet, she liked to imagine each garbage truck was a box of surprises. One never knew what might be inside. Her father had found appliances, toys, perfumes, and antique watches. One woman even discovered a small box full of gold jewelry. Little did Ada know there was a bigger surprise waiting for her in the landfill. Every day when Ada's parents went to work, Grandmother Miriam cared for Ada and her little sister, Noelia. Grandma loved to sing rock and roll songs from the 1960s, 
The girls grew up to the tunes of the Beatles, Simon and Garfunkel, and Creedence Clearwater Revival. Otta loved to sing, too, but only when no one was listening. Otta's dad brightened the night with stories and songs of great musicians. He turned up the radio and pointed out the sounds each instrument made. Otta heard one above all others. Zing! went the strings of the violin. When the girls started school, Grandma returned to work as a recycler, collecting bottles and cans in the city. Classes let out at noon. Young Otta was in charge of Noelia until her parents were done with work. At first, the girls stayed close to home, playing with Grandma Mirren's doggies and making sand cakes in the dirt. Soon they joined their cousins playing hide-and-seek or a game of handball in the streets. In time, they ventured farther afield, walking down to the bodega to get candy. But Otta noticed the teenagers hanging out in the alleys, grumbling about life in the landfill looming ahead. What would happen to them? To her? To her little sister? She watched as the older children turned to gangs and got into fights. One day, when Ada was 11 years old, her grandmother saw a sign posted on the wall of a chapel, Violin, Guitar, Cello, taught Saturdays at 8 a.m., Fabio Chavez. How Grandma had longed to learn music. Too late for her, maybe, she thought, but not for her granddaughters. She signed them up without asking them, or their parents. Ada's heart sang out. Thanks to her abuela, she could leave her worries behind and learn to play. At the first class, her teacher, Fabio Chavez, had three guitars and two violins to share. Ada chose a violin right away. But ten children had signed up. Frustrated, Ada and her friends found that there were not enough instruments to go around. And there was a bigger problem. Everyone quickly realized that the children would need to practice at home. But it wasn't safe to be seen with an expensive instrument in Cadora, where a violin is worth more than a house. Watching the children play amid the broken glass and rusty metal, Senor Chavez knew he had to do something. He remembered a band called Le Luthier that made its own instruments. That was it! He asked Nicolas Cola Gomez, a ganchero, a carpenter, for help. Senor Gomez found a discarded drum with a big hole in it. What could he use to fix it? He picked through the trash and discovered an old X-ray film. Would that work? It did! Senor Gomez kept experimenting, and others, like Tito Romero, helped. Inventing instruments wasn't easy, but they fiddled around, discovering which materials hit just the right notes. They transformed oil drums into cellos, water pipes into flutes, and packing crates into guitars. Soon there were enough instruments for all the children who wanted to play. Ada chose a violin made from an old paint can, an aluminum baking tray, a fork, 
and pieces of wooden crates. Worthless to thieves, it was invaluable to her. It was a violin of her very own. Senor Chavez set up a strict schedule for three-hour lessons. The class had no classroom, so they played outside, despite the 100-degree heat and sudden downpours. At first, Ada and the others struggled. Sharps and flats clanged and clashed. Playing an instrument is a process. It doesn't matter if one is rich or poor, ugly, fat, thin. You cannot learn to play an instrument overnight, Senor Chavez told the children. Some children decided it was too much work and gave up, but not Ada. After lessons, she would practice at home, sometimes two hours a day. In time, the screeches, twangs, and tweets hit all the right notes. Their class became a small island, where Chavez taught them to respect themselves and one another. Be kind. Always say please and thank you. Say you're sorry. Be dedicated when you commit to something, Senor Chavez told the children. Soon the ragtag crew of children learned to tune in, to listen to one another, to band together. The recycled orchestra was born. From then on, there was something new in the air in Catora. Goncheros trudging home from the landfill might lift their heads to hear the sounds of Ada's violin, or the strains of Bebe's set cello, or the strum of Noelia's guitar. A symphony of sound helped to lift them beyond the heat, the stench, and their aching backs. With her violin, Ada could close her eyes and imagine a different life. She could soar on the high, bright, bittersweet notes to a place far away. She could be who she was meant to be. As Ada's skill grew, so did her confidence. Once timid, she now took center stage playing solos. She helped teach the younger children, too. Her teachers and fellow students took note. When she was 12 years old, Ada was named a first violinist. Imagine, she was first at something. Shortly after, she and her 39 fellow musicians were invited to perform concert in Cadora and later in the nearby city of Asuncion. Word of this extraordinary orchestra spread. Soon they were asked to perform in other cities and even other countries. Ada and her friends flew on their first airplane, stayed in their first hotel, swam in the bright blue waters of Rio de Janeiro, sampled their first pastries and pineapple, and saw sights they never imagined. The world dazzled them, just as they dazzled the world. When Ada was 16, the orchestra received a very special invitation. They were asked to tour with a world-famous rock band. More than 35,000 people awaited them at their first concert stop in Bogota, Colombia. Ada was more than nervous. She didn't know how to enter or how to greet the audience. She went blank. She saw a giant stage with glaring lights and heard people screaming. But she didn't have to worry. As the recycled orchestra took the stage, the people who had paid to see the rock band cheered for them. 
The enormous audience sang and swayed to the music as the orchestra played, and as their performance came to a close, a crescendo of cheers, chants, and applause resounded across the park. The astonished children bowed, grinning at one another. They had discovered the surprise waiting in the landfill. Buried in the trash was music, and buried in themselves was something to be proud of. Are you surprised by today's story? Did you think Ada will be stuck in the landfill, a scary, smelly place, forever? Ada likes to imagine there are surprises hidden in the garbage trucks, precious things that will help to make her feel less stuck. What surprise do you like to imagine hiding somewhere for you to find that might help you to feel less stuck where you are? I think what we discovered today, that the surprises we like to imagine are not necessarily the surprises we receive. That is what happened to Ada. I am so happy that buried in the trash, instead of gold, jewelry, and watches, Ada found music, because the music is what changed Ada from a girl who could only imagine a better life to a girl who now is living a better life. That is what happened to Lazarus, too. At first, we think he will be stuck in a scary, smelly place forever. But surprise! Jesus calls Lazarus out into the light, giving him a chance to live a new and better life. I hope that these stories help you to believe that you are never stuck in a place forever and that God wants you to live a new and better life, too. Gracious God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for the surprise gift of your Son, Jesus, who calls to us out of the dark places where we don't want to be, into the light, into new and better lives that we can never imagine for ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The podcast presentation of Christ Episcopal Church North Hills in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.